0: Welcome to Screens in Focus Podcast. I'm Diana, and today we're dedicating an entire episode to one of the most iconic movies of all time, Titanic. And yes, it is one of my favorite movies. It won 11 Oscars and left an indelible mark on cinema and our culture. You might notice that this episode is a bit shorter than our usual ones, That is because it was originally a part of a larger episode, but we wanted to give Titanic its own dedicated discussion from its timeless love story to its incredible impact on the film industry. We'll explore what makes this movie so special and why it continues to captivate audiences over 25 years after its release. Thank you for joining Courtney and I as we dive into the world of Titanic. Please enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Titanic, I have Courtney joining me today. I'm really excited to have her here. Hi, Courtney. Hello.
1: So excited to be here. My very first movie podcast, and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. I want to talk about Titanic because it had 14 Oscar nominations, won 11 Academy Awards 25 years ago. It made box office history, and it is a 1997 film starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet as star-crossed lovers aboard the doomed ocean liner. It became the first movie to earn more than 1 billion worldwide with a profit today of roughly 2.2 billion and of course it was based on the RMS Titanic which sank in the middle of the Atlantic in 1912 sailing from England to New York and killing over 1500 souls. In 1998, the Academy Awards at eleven, including Best Director, Best Picture, Best Original Song, My Heart Will Go On, and Best Original Score, among others. But I wanted to know your thoughts on this film. And also, I'm curious to know how you felt when you first watched it.
1: Okay, well, since this film is um, now 25 years old, think about how culturally embedded it is for us in so many funny memes. Everyone knows I'm the king of the world. Who does not know what that means? Everyone remembers watching Celine Dion sing that song, wearing the necklace at the Oscars and pounding her chest at that one point where the mic picked it up Yes, in that high point crescendo of the song. How many conversations have you had with people saying, Leo could have fit on that door? Yep. Could have fit. (laughs) Why? Why didn't she let him on? I don't understand. Or conversations about like, why did she have to throw the necklace back into the water? Like that's a million dollars
0: that she's throwing into the water. Why are you doing this? Like I wanted a necklace like that. I wanted to find one like that. I'm like, I want that necklace.
1: So many memorable scenes from that movie. And especially because it is another one of those fictional biographies about an experience that happened about perhaps uh, they weren't real people on the ship, but certainly fictional characters on board a real actual event. We all know how it's going to end, right? Which is part of the tragedy of it. As you're, as you watch the opening credits and you see the Titanic there and the hustle and the bustle and start to meet these characters of Jack, this like rowdy ragamuffin who's, you know, kind of coerces his way onto the ship yeah. And then wins, the, his the different classes, yeah, wins his way. Yeah. Won his way onto the yeah. ship. And, and we all know what their fate is as they're all waving goodbye in New York. And you're sort of buckling in for in the England. heartbreak of all of it. In the, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. England. That's right. England to New York. Um, as, as you're sort of knowing exactly the fate of what's going to happen to most of the people on the ship. And them them weaving in actual characters, right? Molly Brown, uh, Kathy Bates' character, who played that so well, of course, right? She did. And knowing that she ultimately survived as being one of the aristocrats on, on the ship. Yeah. I mean, how did I feel when I first watched it? I can't remember. I remember it being probably in awe of the cinematography as James Cameron does and the actual underwater footage of the 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 venture that the submarine went down and took because that was the first revelation of this underwater footage in this in this movie and them actually going down on this expedition and gathering it for the film um learning about the intense filming uh production that they had to do they they filmed it in this like the i think it's the the biggest underwater tank that was built for Titanic to be filmed. And I believe that it's located in like just South of Rosarito, Mexico. Um, and it's where they film a lot of the pirates movies too. Um, but learning about just the, the production value alone, I guess is where I'm going with this, like the level of effort that James Cameron put into the film had very high expectations going into it. And then to see, you know, that the darlings of the time, right. They still are.
0: Yes, um, they darling. are.
1: Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio and the the love story that took place there that culminated obviously with that famous scene as he slips away under the water as she wakes up. Right. But I mean, I suppose I appreciate now in reflecting upon it, just the importance of storytelling in the greater context of the bigger story, which is there are all these little stories, the sweet stories of her being, uh, engaged to the Billy Zane character, and not wanting to marry him, but knowing because of the aristocracy of the time that it was slightly of an arranged marriage by their families, and right. her, her bucking that system, and that—that's what a teenager would do, right? <laughs> right? Yes. Who wouldn't jump at the chance to go down to the the car cargo and like lose your virginity, as I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Great scene, the memorable scene with yes, of the hand. with the in, hand. In, yes. In the condensation as it comes down, that. you just know what's going on in there. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my God. They showed nothing. No, but you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I remember, well, I remember so much because I love the movie and I've seen it a bunch right. of times, but I do remember when I first was watching it, or I, I, I this is what I recall, was watching. Rose, Kate Winslet, as she, before she boarded the ship and the look on her face as she was looking in amazement at this magnificent boat, this unsinkable ship. Yeah. And the excitement of it all and the music and the color. So yes, I'm right with you with all the cinematography. This is before she even gets on the boat. And so I think that was our introduction into the film and it was just so grand. And so I think I was like just into it. I thought, this is it. And then, of course, being introduced to Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, being two people in different classes on this boat and how they come together. And I am just, (laughs) I love love stories. I love emotional things. So I was completely in. And then they're both beautiful people. just in love I want to see them I want to be with them I want to be their friends and so yeah and I just you know I just think everything that they did I think James Cameron did such a magnificent job even in writing this and I know that people have said oh this line is lame or like paint me like your French girls but you know what it's people are still saying that (laughs) People are still saying it. And And people people say easy things when they're in love. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's so true. And so just to watch these two, the chemistry that they had was just perfect. And just everything I loved about it. I just love Leonardo's little turned up lip when he would talk about her or talk to her. Just everything about it. It was just so good. And then, of course, you have the reality of this ship sinking. So first you get this whole love story for however long, an hour and a half or however long they say it is. And then they hit, and after they, they have sex in that car and they come up and they're all so happy. And then that's when the iceberg, and then they hit the iceberg and then everything starts to change. And yes. there's so many things you know and just everything about it. There's so much stuff in there. And I will say, I'm not sure if I want to get to it yet, but... I have to say it because I'm on it is one of my favorite scenes is when Cal and Jack make a deal for her to get on the boat. And he says, Cal says, oh, I have a boat for me and him. We'll get on over there. And she's reluctant. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get on the boat over there. And and so she hops on and she's going down and she's going down. And she's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know. And she's looking up at them and the boat's being lowered. And all of a sudden you hear the music. It's swelling. Mm-hmm. And it like hits her. No, I'm getting off this boat. And she jumps off. And then Jack goes rushing off. They both dash to uh, meet each other. And then they just hug Oh my gosh, my favorite scene. I just love that scene. And then, of course, running after that from Cal and the gun he stole from his cop friend, uh, steals the gun from him and goes chasing after him. It's just good. And how the diamond is in the jacket. Oh, all of that. I just, I'm in for it. I love all of it. It's sad on the ship watching what people are going through, how people are locked up in the gates. They're not letting them through because they're third class. I enjoyed the scene where Rose gets to go down and dance with yeah. with Leo with and an all the other, bird. Yeah, with all the others. And that was just a really fun scene. I think I read somewhere that that was one of her favorite scenes to film.
1: Oh, I bet. Well, it's like, it's not where all the Irish are down there.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I a
1: Scottish think- Why
0: I did that? I think this movie worked well for me, and I'm sure billions of others because it did have this romance and it had this chemistry of these two leads. But it also was a disaster film, and it's based on reality. And so, and it's also a coming of age for these people. And I love that we get to see this young woman affected and go by uh, on this journey of having her own agency and yeah. being able to grow with that and and picking yeah. her making her own decisions and not following what her mother has planned for her what Cal has planned for her but really living yeah she chose she love she yes yeah when she was saved she could have uncovered herself and gone with Cal but she's like no I'm going to honor basically Jack's death that's how I felt and and live my life and do everything and riding a horse not like a woman rides a horse (laughs) but with both legs legs.
1: yeah once you've experienced that kind of love or someone's willing to die for you then you, you can't ever go back like she she knew that that door was closed maybe that's why she was on a door
0: oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Me. I know. So many times I even said it myself, too. He can fit on there. He can fit on there. But then I thought, OK, so later on, I accepted that if he did, it would knock over the balance, you know, of because, of, you know, you have to be kind of right in the middle, even though there's room on the door. And I'm sure people said, well, if she counterbalanced him, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? That's not the, it's not even so how the movie we- worked.
1: Even if it flipped over, then they could have tried again. And then he could have, like, they could have said, after they tried, there's only room on the store for one person, but they didn't even try.
0: (laughs) Well, he did kind of try. He did. And then it kind of, he started to, and then it kind of went to the side. And then he just, they didn't really bring it up. And he just sort of tried. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he sort of tried. Creative license, I guess, because they knew how it was going to end. But
1: yeah, you're making me think like so because of the everyone loves a good flashback story, too. So this movie starts out right with Bill Paxton and yeah. uh and the great, like super old lady. And we don't know who she is until we get the flashback story. And then we realize that this is Rose, um, her now as a very old senior citizen lady. Remind me, because I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But like, did we ever... Did, did she let, she threw the necklace into the ocean because she didn't want her identity to be revealed as this woman, as the person that, in the drawing that they found. Is that true? Or why did she do that? Like, just to honor the.
0: I think, because didn't she say it's the heart of the ocean? I don't know the real reasoning. I don't know if we knew the real reasoning as to why she did it. I think she thought that's where it belonged. Because that's where jack was and that's where uh no because she did know it was on television who the woman was i don't know if it's that she didn't want to be discovered she told her niece and she told all of them so i think that she wasn't hiding that i think because she knew she was going to pass away because she later then she goes and she passes away with all those pictures of all the things she accomplished that she told jack she would do she did them I love when she actually passes and she goes up and she sees all the people on the ship that had passed away, including Jack. And I love that she goes and it's her, her young self and with his young self and all the people. I love that moment, but I'm sorry. what, What did you say?
1: Oh, no, I was just, I guess I can't get over the fact of why would you throw like the practicality of why would you throw that? Even though if you thought that it belonged, like, don't you think it could preserve your legacy if you just let your niece inherit it, or (laughs) I suppose, love over money, I suppose. Yes, exactly.
0: I know we're all practical. Oh, you could do this or that. No, I think it was, yeah, it's, I think she said something. It's the heart of the ocean. I think she thought it belonged there. And that's where the boat, you know, the ocean's where the boat sunk. That's where Jack is. I don't know. We're going to have to go back and and (laughs) investigate this. But this is what I think. And I think that's where she thought it belonged. And everyone else thought that's where it was. So... I know, because Bill yeah. Paxton character wanted that. So maybe he'll find it. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, theoretically, he's he's
1: up with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah.
0: I love him, too. I love him as an actor. I was really, uh, yeah, upset when that happened, when he passed away, unfortunately. Seriously. Too early. Wow. Okay. So Titanic just had this such an enormous impact on cinema and pop culture. So I just think it's an important film. And yeah. Do you have any parting words as we wrap up our episode? Well, I don't know. You're making me think. It's it's
1: interesting because we've spent time talking about Titanic, um, and then on a previous episode, talked about all the Oscars. <laughs> the human story doesn't change. Titanic is 25 years old. You look at the the common threads that we're talking about as as human stories and the most basic threads that resonate with everyone that makes us want to go back and watch these story wrappers that are around these human stories are the things that actually happen, the tragic events of of just an accident, right like the Titanic sinking and the relationship between this true love, electric flash in the pan, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when you meet that person with true electricity are willing to do anything and it changes your life forever, you yeah. know, or the the story of, you know, whatever. The, the rest of the people, everyone on that ship had a story. And yeah. every, every movie that we've ever talked about, those people had a story. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the power of movies, right, which is making us – it puts the mirror up on humanity and it serves it as, as a reflection – of here's what we need to be remembering. Here's what we need to be cognizant of. Here's who we are as a people and as a culture. And those core threads don't change no matter what time
0: it is. So well said. I love it. I love movies. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I love it. I know. I'm so glad that you joined me today because I just love talking about it. And it's great talking about it with you. So thank you Courtney for joining me today in our discussion of Titanic.
1: Yes. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.
0: All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website, screensandfocus.com, and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, we'd appreciate it. This will help other listeners find us. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.